Today, I'm going to tell you a familiar story. A story that happens so often, I won't even have to begin with once upon a time. It goes like this. You walk into your kitchen to grab a snack and find the floor and countertops covered with toys. Your pulse picks up a beat or two and you clench your teeth because you remember in that moment how many dozen times you've told your kids that their toys belong in their bedroom. You call them in, point to the mess, and ask which one of them did it. I'm sure anyone with children knows exactly what happens next. Both of them look surprised, shocked even, that their toys would be found in such a place. They each look up at you with wide, imploring eyes and tell you with every ounce of believability they can summon that they have no idea who would have left toys in the kitchen. It certainly wasn't them. It couldn't have been the oldest child because she was taking a shower until 10 minutes ago. And it absolutely couldn't have been the youngest because he was out in the backyard. You, as the parent, know only one thing for certain. It wasn't you, and also toys don't move themselves. Despite this, each child insists they're telling you the truth. But what is the truth? Is it something you can see for yourself? Is it something an expert can tell you? Where can you find it? People wonder about the truth in many situations. Many multitudes have, of books have been written about various truths, some of them directly conflicting with one another. Why is that? Because two people can witness a situation and come up with separate conclusions about what happened. In short, they will go on to tell two different truths. But which one of them is real? One of them has to be real in the other fiction, right? And fiction is a lie, isn't it? Well, that depends on who you ask. If you asked a lawyer, she would tell you that fiction is most certainly false. It's just a story made up by a person for fun, for their own personal benefit. However, if you asked a writer, you'd get a different answer. In the world of storytelling, there is fiction and there is nonfiction. Authors know that even with the best intentions, it's possible to introduce falsehoods into nonfiction. They also know that fiction can be one of the most effective ways to tell a true story. The duality of each storytelling discipline leads some people to wonder whether fictional worlds we're presented with in the name of entertainment are really fictional at all. This is exactly what happened with a recently released film titled Leave the World Behind a psychological thriller produced by none other than the Obamas. And of course, that's exactly where the conspiracies began bubbling up. The instant people found out that a past president was involved in the making of a movie, conspiracists flocked to the internet, asserting that the movie wasn't really fiction, that it was instead a warning about the coming of a massive cyber attack that's already been plotted against the United States. So, is it fiction? Could it be reality? We'll discuss it on Sage Skeptic and Storyteller. Welcome to the Triple S Podcast. I'm Jen. 
I'm Ellen. And I'm Annette. And today we're coming at you with something a little different. I know we just did Santa Claus or Satan Claus, but this week we're taking kind of a serious turn here and examining a psychological thriller, Leave the World Behind. It's been freshly put out on Netflix. Um, It came out with some decently positive reviews and Also, a huge smattering of controversy right off the bat when people (laughs) insisted that there had to be some deeper reason why Barack and Michelle Obama would have been involved in the making of this specific movie. So, of course, like with many of our episodes, this came directly from the bowels of Reddit, where Ellen was trawling the internet <laughs> and she sent us this absolute gem of a Reddit link. Um, do you want to describe it for us, Ellen? <laughs> oh, yeah. Th- this is, well, yeah. Okay. The top comment on this says, This is the unhinged shit I come here for. Holy fuck. <laughs> 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 it, it, the the title says begin preparing now this is coming in 2024 25 26 this movie was a formal warning to any people that didn't get it wake up for real and they're basically saying and then they go on to explain that this movie is is showing us basically what quote the great reset quote is going to look like and then they give all this, uh, all these examples about, you know, things from the movie and what they symbolize, and and they their theory is that this is a message to the world about what to expect. Like this can happen to us, and this is why the Obamas were involved because, you know, maybe they know shit, but th- that's mm-hmm. just what that's what the conspiracists, the conspiracy theorists say. Of course. Yeah. And to clarify, so, this was in the conspiracy subreddit as well. Oh, yeah. Not just yeah, out well, in one random. Once I saw that, I had to renew my Netflix subscription. I canceled that <laughs> a year ago and I was like, God damn it. All right. I'm back. Yeah. For now. Actually a damn it, Netflix. There. So I know. Yeah. So uh yeah, I watched it and I'm gonna say, you know, for Spoil. There's going to be spoiler alerts, so if you haven't seen it, you know maybe don't listen to this episode quite yet. But I'm just going to mm-hmm. say the first the first half of it I thought was was good actually a little little thrilling. There was some suspense and it was it was enjoyable. And then I don't know what, what happened. I feel like it kind of started to flop in the second half and got a little slow and a little cringe at times, but. But it still, it, it definitely did have an interesting message. And there was a ton of interesting shit in there that, you know, thinking about shit, what, what does that happen to me? You know, <laughs> it was a lot to think about, a lot to take in. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those epic moments in cinematography where they, they capture this sensitive topic and you're just like, wow, what would I do in such a situation? What would happen if the internet turned off, if mm-hmm. you know satellites fell from the sky, if we had no emergency systems, if all of our you know fresh water sources turned off? What would we do? A lot of us would not be prepared for such no. an event to happen. I mean, other than the preppers. <laughs> yeah. 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 But even they are like, 
man, if we if we lose the internet and we lose electricity, we are so fucked. You know, yeah. you have to have like a nice generator and whatnot to really, really get by. Yeah, and I would with have Mark, to figure out how to make the internet mm-hmm. hook up to a treadmill. Otherwise, this podcast would be dead. exactly mark zuckerberg is building that like 170 million dollar compound like the bunker in hawaii so yeah Uh i'm talking about that today it's top secret there's like a six foot tall fence around like privacy fence and everyone signs an nda and employees have been fired on the spot for like taking pictures while they're working like it's i love so that because serious. you know if an asteroid hits the earth hawaii is gone and like if it hits the ocean and like <laughs> right why would it's you gone. build a compound right. on an yeah. island in the pacific Bro. ocean it's the stupidest thing i've ever heard i know pick like yeah. the midwest or something yeah that's you know somewhere you know? inland and you know in the mountain areas where you know, you have less of a chance to be taken out by a disastrous right. tidal wave. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, Kauai, one of the smaller islands. Yeah, too. it's so, so stupid. Yeah. The, na- the natives are not happy about it, apparently. But anyway, enough about Zuckerberg. Yeah, so this this movie, though, yeah, definitely is. It, uh, it's interesting to me about the Obamas being involved. That I, I will say that's why me and... and 40 million, it sounds like 40 million people watched it the weekend it came out. So people are watching this. Like, they knew that this was going to be hot on Netflix, I think. And so Obama knew what he was doing. He, it sounds like, I mean. But is it hot on Netflix because of the Obamas being attached to it? Or is it just standing on its own? Because as I also watched this movie. I thought it was kind of a shit movie, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually rooting for this to be a warning. I don't think it is, but I'm rooting for it to be a warning because otherwise there's just no fucking point to this movie. Also, I, the title to me is very unmemorable. Leave the world behind. I, I could never remember this title. When I was telling people about it, I was like, I can't fucking remember the name. It's like time, no time in the world. I don't know. I think it should have been watch the world burn. Oh, yeah. Seriously. I was like, Google Obama movie and you'll find it, you know. (laughs) Well, titling something is like one of the hardest things you can do to name or title something. I mean, people who there are people out there who their only job in the world is to literally come up with names for businesses and corporations and they get paid some serious money just to cough up a good name. And a lot of research goes into it. And like, you know, you think of a what's in a name and, you know, people will start saying, well, it has to be something good or honorable or something that, you know, commands respect or trust. Um, you know, and this is just in the corporate sector and that's where, you know, you'd kind of be wrong actually, but, um, you know, with movie titles, it can be really difficult to cram a movie or a book title or, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you feel to like you're trying to cram one the whole, sentence. yeah, the whole yeah. thing into just one well, little phrase. <laughs> 
I don't know. This one could have been better, I guess. But but check this out. Here's the Rotten Tomatoes reviews. 75% critics, 34% audience rating. That is interesting to me. So that most people hated it? So Good. Yeah. I'm in the, the majority. Yeah. But that's interesting to me because because if you're a conspiracy theorist, you might say, well, the media is controlling that. The media here. is pushing this movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Why it are they really pushing is. it? Yeah. Why do they want us to watch this movie? What's the message? Is is the message? Also, there were some like there were some weird things in the movie. Like, you know, what some of the characters were kind of racist and acting racist and and it's like are they trying to stir people up by watching this movie like you know how they say the media is trying to promote hate and anger and what is that the purpose of this or are we supposed to get this message of work together yeah yeah see these are very good questions and this is where <laughs> so many people will take a look at the same movie and come up with diametrically opposed mm -hmm. theories or ideas about what it means, what the message was supposed to be, how it was intended to play out, who the audience is, you know, who or who the, you know, audience was, you know, that they had in mind when it was written and everything. And, yeah, and a lot of people are <clears throat> making the mistake of believing that you know the Obamas like somehow masterminded this whole thing and wrote the th and wrote the story, but in fact this was an an adapted story from a book that was published in two thousand and twenty. The, okay. the Obamas did not write the book. It sounds like they were not involved fan. in the making of the book. He he was a fan of the book, I think. Yeah. Yes, he was a big fan of the story um, mm -hmm. and the book, which I have not read. You know, mm -hmm. so just. Every, I, I just heard about everybody's wild reactions to the movie well, and we decided to talk about it. That book is probably on the top charts now. I would love to read that book just to see how similar it was to what was shown in the movie. Because a lot of times they'll take a book and they'll, you know, I mean, they, they faithfully go by the plot. So when, you know, people are talking about the bones of a story they're talking about the major plot points that hold up the story, what creates, you know, the stories, what yeah. we would call the arc, um, the shape of the story, if you will. And yeah. um, the main. Yeah. So yeah. the Obamas were not involved in any of that because it was written mm. years ago. And when Are the. Are sure that they weren't involved in the writing of the book? Do I don't know. Do they just seem to be involved in the mm -hmm. uh, making what, of the movie. What year? Did which the book is come cool, out? but huh? What What year did the book come out again? Two thousand twenty. Two thousand twenty. Okay. Okay. So uh, we don't know for sure that Obama didn't work with the author to write the book, but I'm just saying. I mean, you you would think that it would at least at least be on like the book jacket or, you know, something True. or that we would have heard this big to do back in 2020 well, of pe conspiracy theorists like, oh, Obama helped somebody write a book about this thing. Like, okay, no, actually, you no, know. even better, even better. This is what I'm saying. Let's say that this movie is propaganda that we're supposed to watch, you know, to prepare us for something, whatever. Theoretically, okay. I'm just saying the CIA could have contacted this director. What's his name? Sam. 
I can't remember his name. Oh gosh, anyway. um, Mr. Robot oh guy. god, uh, Sam Esmail. Yeah, thank you. Esmail. I think yeah. that. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, I want to say email, but that's not it. Anyway, <laughs> we, we don't know that the CIA didn't contact him and are like, "Hey, we need you to uh, make make a or, no, no, sorry, not him, the author, whatever the author's name is." Maybe the CIA contacted him in 20, 2019 and was like, there's about to be a pandemic. We need you to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> the author's name, just for everybody's interest, is yeah. Ruman Alam. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so we don't know about the origins of the book. I'm just saying. All I want to know is, are those deer in the book? That was like the stupidest thing to me. (laughs) So as this is where, like, as somebody who's studied storytelling. Yeah. And fiction. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I actually did like the movie and I'm not going to try to assert that it was a cinematic masterpiece or anything like that. I'm not going to (laughs) because there were there's some room for improvement in this in the there are lots of holes well there's just there are things that were left unfinished and i think that the scope of this story and what it was trying to accomplish was so large that it was a case of it kind of crumbling under its own weight um i i liked it and i appreciated what they were trying to do i know they were trying to tackle many different issues in this such as racism It should have been a a 10 episode show. I know, right? Like maybe they could have made it a series. (laughs) I feel like it would have been better as a series. Yes, it could have been a great series, actually. You could see the perspective of each character from their point of view. Oh, I would love that. That that I could probably get into. As a a movie, it was, you know, it started off so good. And I was like, this is interesting. And then it just turned into a hot mess. Yeah. 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 There was a lot of drama. They were very good at ratcheting up tension. It was dramatic. Um, mm-hmm. And I could, I understand what they were doing with the deer. Like the deer is a representation of nature and yeah. wilderness. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that we have to, you know, understand that we have to share this earth with other beings, other creatures, look what we're doing to it. So there was a little bit of an environmentalist perspective there, but there was also like a racial perspective and a geopolitical perspective and, you know, the whole arms race perspective and finance perspective. And it was just so many different perspectives that it totally would have been better as a series. Like I, I would have loved that. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I understood that they were trying to get at the whole nature and, you know, we're mm-hmm. sharing the environment with other things. It was so stupid. It was <laughs> so poorly <Yeah>. done. <laughs> the, the deer were, well, they were. And those flamingos. Was- and it's just, oh, God. I was These just are, like. Yeah. You know, it was so unbelievable. It took you from something that you were like, the first half of the movie is like, oh yeah, I can believe this shit. Deer? Just like hanging out in somebody's yard and like not being afraid of humans? Like, uh, no. I'm sorry. Those, mm-hmm. No. And so this this movie sits firmly under the umbrella of speculative fiction because it has... 
spe- like when you say speculative fiction, you're talking about something that you're speculating on, something that you don't know could, you know, maybe it could happen. You don't know it for sure. You're going to speculate on how that could happen. So that could involve magical worlds or okay. science fiction. Okay. So then the deer um, went, oh, the humans don't have their little electronic toys. So now we have some power. <laughs> Let's go stare at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. So the the whole weird staring and the the animals and the sounds, <laughs> like the sirens that were going off in the movie, all of those things are elements of the thriller genre. Mm-hmm. If you're if you read that genre enough, you'll know that it basically kind of preys upon the um and I I don't mean this in a negative way it's sound it's sounding negative cuz these are just the words coming to my mind right now and I'm a better writer than I am a speaker so it the genre preys upon human instincts and our basest possible fears so a lot of people are afraid of very loud sounds that they don't know the source of a lot of people, oh, yeah. the noise. like, there's the, the scream noise. reflex. Um, I yeah. think we've talked about the scream reflex before, or maybe not. Maybe I was talking about this with somebody else, but there's actually a reflex where a certain, like, screams are a certain decibel, and they are literally, your brain is programmed to be like, stop everything else. What the fuck is that noise? Yeah. Um, and it's it elicits a startle reaction. So the siren wow. was meant to elicit a startle reaction similar to a scream. The intensity of looking somebody in the eyes, a complete stranger. Well, there's nothing stranger than a than a wild animal, right? So if a wild animal's staring at you in the eyes, you don't know what it's thinking. You don't know what it might do. Mm-hmm. This is another base human fear. Um you know, similar to things like confined spaces or fear of the dark, which we all do have in the right context. But, you know, these are things that the movie includes to put it in the thriller genre instead of in the drama genre that those were intentional choices that were made. I think they could have done without some of those things and just made it a a drama. Mm hmm. I agree. It's like they couldn't really decide what they wanted to be. And I was hoping for more action, I think, you know, more. I wanted to see what was going on in the city and, you know. Mm. Um, well, a psychological thriller is not going to have a lot. It's not going to have as much action as. Um, yeah, I know. The focus is supposed to be on kinds the characters of and the relationship between the characters. And and some yeah. of it was interesting, but ah, oh, some of it was just so cringe and hard to watch. Too, so. some of it was yeah I there were know. some cringy cringy moments especially oh. like i mean and and the movie is trying to get you to feel that discomfort that's I guess so a lot yeah. of this stuff is intentional like facing facing racism you know from the perspective of light-skinned people and then there's you know there's julia roberts doing a, a very good job with the character that she was given Oh, and yeah. she was, was believably quite racist. Yeah. And- what did you think about the beginning when she like broke the fourth wall and looked straight at the camera and said, and I fucking hate people. I love oh. it. <laughs> I liked that. I was like, yeah. yep, relatable. <laughs> that was, that was part. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was probably part of the movie that I was like, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I like that. That was a good creative call, you know, mm-hmm. you know, because it's basically yeah. setting you up to 
have all of the harsh relationships and interactions throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah, you find yeah. out really quick what kind of a person she is. And you know, there's a lot of people that are just like her, unfortunately. You know? Okay. Of... What do you think about Kevin Bacon's character? Oh, there's a lot of people like him, too. Whoo! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that I think was kind of a stereotype of a certain. You think he's a Redditor? <laughs> <laughs> Well, no. No, I think he might use truth social. <laughs> but how did but how did he know the attack was coming? Oh, oh that's well, a prepper. That's a doomsday well, prepper stereotype right there. I don't know. They're all on 4chan probably, but Well, yeah. okay. So yeah, so that was completely a stereotype. Like I swear the you know, around the places smaller towns around where I live. There's a lot of people like that. The American flag. I mean, the irony of of the American flag being displayed when somebody is like, you know, pointing a gun at a fellow American and like, mm -hmm. well, we're all in it for ourselves, which is not really an American value traditionally. Traditionally, we're supposed to be team players and, you know, team America and all that. Yeah. Um, so the irony like this and this is where i can appreciate what they're what they were trying to do with it because there are so many different kinds of americans we all look so different we could have come from different countries we could we could speak different languages we could have different accents and yet we're all a part of the same country we're all supposed to be in this together and the, the movie really did go into that. And and this is where I was kind of scratching my head at some of the conclusions that the Redditors and, and other, other conspiracists were coming up with like, Oh, the big takeaway is this is a warning. No, the big takeaway is don't be an asshole. Yeah. The mm -hmm. big takeaway is we're all in this together. We need to stick together for the good of our entire country because there is really such a thing as a misinformation campaign. Yeah. There is, there are actually other countries that we have legitimately hurt that might want to take advantage of such a campaign against us. Mm -hmm. That's possible. Will it happen? Is that going to be an, an real reality? I don't really know. It's. I don't think it's a reality. I think that it's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, but possibility. Sure. I have a really big problem with people who sit there and talk about uh predictive programming like it's actually a thing mm. it okay. it's we'll not a thing yeah but didn't the government like have control no TV programming like back in the 50s 60s I, i'm pretty sure like with uh shit i can't remember the name of the project it was no there there's definitely been like declassified files since then that they had their hand in the media and they were trying No, they have to had their hands in the media and stuff, but the thing first of all, look at this movie. Is it supposed to be a warning? What is the warning? Are we supposed to be okay with the cyber attack? Is that what they're trying to say because they're like a lot of people who go on about uh predictive programming they sit there and say that it's to prepare you for the inevitable totalitarian mm -hmm. system or, you know, whatever's coming. But they and they quote things like 9-11 or Sandy Hook being in uh, mm -hmm. media. But the thing is, it never 
prepared anybody for that. We didn't sit there and look at 9-11 and go, oh, well, it was bound to happen. All of us were shocked that it happened. What happens in media is that media desensitizes us to certain things, but it doesn't prepare you for anything. Well, I think I think the plan with nine eleven wasn't that just to get us to hate the terrorists, you know, to turn the focus on that. I don't know. No, but what I'm saying is, if you were using that in movies and media, how what would, what purpose would that serve? You know, the actual event mm-hmm. is what shaped how we think about it. And you know, yes, in psychology, they they did this uh, they did this experiment using a bobo doll, a blow up clown doll, and uh, a group of two gr- different groups of kids were shown the exact same uh, doll, but in one video, the adult was hitting the Bobo doll, and then in the next video, the adults were just ignoring the Bobo doll. And so, predictably, when children saw how the adults behaved towards the doll, it shaped how they behaved towards the doll themselves. So it wasn't preparing them for it, but they they get, if you watch something happen enough times, you become desensitized or you act based off, based off of what you see. But it, if you're using predictive programming to be okay with certain world events, like the one world system, all of the movies that they show are showing these kind of government systems, but the point of the movie is to fight against it. Yeah. So it's not really preparing um, us for anything. You know, I don't even think the point of the movie was to fight against it. I think the point of the movie was to fight against the impulse to mistrust everybody else and then just go balls deep in the I'm Mm. only for out for myself kind of mentality. Um, I think that's what we were supposed to be fighting against. But that's not the conspiracy. The The conspiracy is no. Yeah. (laughs) So you're you're just saying exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. The conspiracy. I mean, if you read down that thread, they start talking about how the cyber attack that they are 100 percent convinced is going to happen, by the way. Um, it's going to not, be so used a, not a, to, to bring in digital IDs and digital currencies. Hmm. That's what they think that this when cyber attack recover, will somehow introduce from the cyber attack. will be like, okay, guys, just to be safe, let's put everything back on digital. Yeah, right. You know? What exactly. does that make what any the... sense? <laughs> it doesn't. Most people would probably revolt against that idea. It makes yeah. zero sense. You would um, never counter a cyber attack with putting everything online. Like, it's just so illogical. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know? I, ha- yeah. I, have, I have to bring something up before I forget because ADHD. Oh. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> remember, no, don't be sorry. No, remember that line where the the guy, um, I can't remember his name. It was GH something or whatever. The guy that, that owned the house. Yeah. He was like, yeah. the, scare, the scary thing is there's there's no one oh, in control. Yes. Remember when he said that? And yes. I was like, yeah. hmm, that's, is that what they want us to think? Like, why did they put that line in there, you know? Because like, that is a scary thought. I mean, most yeah. of these conspiracy theorists are hell-bent on the idea that somebody's really playing puppet master. There's a group or a person that's in control. And the reason 
why that keeps coming up is because it's a comforting feeling to have somebody else in control. <laughs> no, evil society in control. <laughs> yeah, but they did talk about the cabal of evil uh, people. Right. You know, they, as a joke. Yeah, as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's what he I said. The truth is control. that nobody is in control, mm-hmm. which is terrifying, like, right? Isn't that a little disquieting to think that that if, you know, something like this were to happen, nobody's really, truly in control, that we would be just, you know, everything we would know would be shattered. And that is a little upsetting. Yeah, I mean, the idea of it there in itself is a big problem with that plot point, because obviously the hackers were in control. Something. I think he was talking about nobody's in control of like the world, you know. No one's pulling the puppet strings. Like the the best that our leaders can hope for is a heads up, you know. It, it's like people are just gonna do what they want, and it's like I guess that's true. I think it's true. That's also true. Yeah, you know. I mean, un- unless we don't have free will, then we're just gonna do what we're supposed to do. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> but... Isn't that exactly why we spy on other countries? Yeah, it's because we want a heads up. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. So, yeah. So this movie is just reassuring us people. There you go. Hold on. There's nobody pulling the puppet strings. Dots connected. What is the point? If there was an evil cabal and like a secret uh, society that controls the world. Yeah. Why do we have spies? Uh, Why would we need to spy on other countries if. There was a cabal that basically controlled everyone. Mm-hmm. Why would we need spies? About them? They probably have their own spies. And then we just have the government spies that are like, you know, that they don't know everything. But but why would they need to spy if they had access to like everything on the Internet? And like, yeah. I mean, the extent to which people assume that certain entities are in control of countries or the world, possibly. Um, is pretty severe. I mean, you would have to have the contents of the internet unrestricted at your fingertips. You ha- you would have had to be able to have, you know, the ability to tap into people's phone lines whenever you wanted. You oh, would've... they do. And of course, I mean, to some extent, sure that's a thing. That. But like, <laughs> I just assume that I have no privacy anymore. I'm not even surprised when new lawsuits come out. No. You know, I am I am certainly not a fan of our government. No. I'm not a fan of any of the governments. And our government does some really shady shit. And do I think that the government is actually smart enough to uh be in control of everything and have all this like master plan? Oh hell no. 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 <laughs> No, there's the government. Okay, so one thing that we know and that the government has said is that if a true emergency landed in the United States, we would be very ill prepared for that, especially after Trump disabled a whole bunch of um, security, extra security services and extra hospital services and extra, you know, just all around emergency services. So you know, if we do not have good infrastructure, if we're behind the times when it comes to things like transportation and emergency equipment and 
the monitoring of all these systems to make sure that they're healthy and functional, of course, we're not going to be prepared. In fact, the systems that we have in place currently, even if they worked 100%, would probably not be enough to save life as we know it from a serious catastrophe like the one that they suggested in the movie. Yeah, we can't even control our borders. No. <laughs> oh, uh, the well, whole thing with the with the Teslas was interesting too. How all the Teslas just started oh, driving to the same spot. Yeah, that's yeah. because hackers were in control, and the Teslas are self driving. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are yeah. uh, saying that that was like something about Elon Musk, and you know. Oh gosh! But it, no, no, it was just, just the self driving feature. It was just a storytelling, you know tool there's there's a popular saying within academia when it comes to the writing circle and that's sometimes the curtains are just red and what that refers to is the fact that like when you go to school you're taught to overthink things Um, you're taught to look at the big picture and then start you know connecting all the little dots Mm -hmm. and Some people will read a book or watch a movie um, and they'll be like, oh, well, you know, the curtains were red and red is often associated with things like the occult and Satan and fires and blood and therefore and then they'll make a conclusion based on like, well, the color. See, there were red curtains in this room at this time and this all ties in and it's part of, you know, it could be the Freemasons. Oh, my God. It could be the Illuminati. Like. I mean, there are people into, <laughs> there were people literally delving into like in this frame of the movie, there were chemtrails in the sky. And this also pointed to blah, blah, blah. If you look at like the position of the sun in the sky in this particular piece. And I'm just like, oh, my God, are you kidding me, guys? Like sometimes the curtains are just red. Sometimes there is no deeper meaning. Sometimes they shot the goddamn movie at nine o'clock in the morning, and that's just where the sun was at the time. Like, you yeah, know, there is no deeper meaning. Well, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. humanity yeah. is blessed with pareidolia, so. Uh, what? Pareidolia. What's that mean? Oh, pareidolia, it's the, uh, it's the idea of being able to see uh, patterns and random things is mm. probably the best way oh, to yeah. put that. Our, I think our brains just do that, whether we like yeah. it or not. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a distinct feature of of the human, you know, of our brains. Probably a lot of other animals, yeah. I would say, I would think, but we assign meeting because we, you know, right? Like today, for example, I heard the word gargoyle twice. That's not a word you hear every day, and no. I was like, that's weird. Hmm, coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> probably means nothing <laughs> but, but we're geared to look for those types of patterns that's how the, yeah, the human yeah, brain works and that's what makes conspiracy helping. theories so mm-hmm. interesting and so fun know, you know i, I love uh-huh. okay i i'm i am our skeptic and i really don't believe in any of this nonsense but i really just as entertainment I love watching the Y files. Mm, I know. Aren't they great? Yeah. <laughs> he is such a good storyteller. And like, I love how he presents everything. Hecklefish is fucking hilarious. But like, <laughs> and I'm just watching for 
pure entertainment because I don't believe a <laughs> cent of it. Mm-hmm. AJ is awesome. A lot of people think he might work for the CIA, though. He did. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I know. He did work for the government when he was younger, actually. Him and his brother. Did. Oh. So. Well, a lot of people worked for the government when they were younger. Yeah, that so doesn't mean that they're like in the Jen. pocket, you know. Jen, are you a, yeah. are you a secret CIA implant on our podcast? Oh, yeah. oh Jen, gosh, Jen that's right. I almost forgot that I mm. am still in the CIA's pocket after uh, serving in the navy. Well, I can <laughs> I can tell you in no uncertain terms that I am definitely not working for the government and. The government does not like me. (laughs) I'm sure that, you know, if the government were coming out to find some weird field expert in some obscure weird crisis, they would not be knocking on my door. Um, You know, they'd leave me well enough alone because uh, who am I really? I mean, so many people... (laughs) work for the government, for the military, for paramilitary organizations, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're owned by those establishments. It doesn't mean that they even believe in the same things that the, that you would think that they would believe in. I mean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just, everyone has their own reasons for working for the government. Yeah. What do you, what do you guys think about the clothing choices in this movie because like if people are commenting Mm. on the t-shirts and stuff like obey and nasa and yeah i did think that was weird um and the bikini kill shirt but then you know some people are like no they're just trying to show that he's a cool dad and listens to good music and but there's a camera on the shirt and so then some people are saying it's a sign that they're watching you and then yeah the shirt that said obey because that was one thing people were saying on Reddit is that the message is uh, you should always listen to what the government tells you to do, basically. Yeah, because reading the word obey uh, makes me think, oh, I should listen to the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, totally. In fact, that's what those shirts are like. That's the antithesis of what that means. Yeah. Not, like it's, a, ironic, it's kind right? of like a punk life kind of thing. Like you're not supposed to obey when somebody tells you to obey you're not supposed to just bend the knee you know think critically it's a it's a commentary on critical thinking Mm -hmm. but yeah the nasa was interesting just from the idea that all the satellites went down and uh my grandpa worked for jpl so my dad and my my grandpa worked on a lot of the uh satellites that were first put out into space and he was part of the space program you know in the from the 60s on i think from the 50s on he built he helped to build the first hydrogen fuel cell engine in jpl and so you know uh i've always had space in my house i'm a big fan of space uh but and so the connection between NASA and the satellites, I was like, that's cool. But then the conspiracy theorists had to go in and ruin it for me and start talking about <laughs> how NASA just, you know, faked the moon landing, faked everything. They yeah. they they're actually hiding that the Earth is flat and all this shit. Come on, mm, like. Yeah. I I want somebody. I want. I have looked so hard into the whole like fake moon landing thing, and 
you know, I've met people who have worked on that project. I just feel mm-hmm. like with so many people and the math that they had to create to be able to get to space exists right. to get to the moon. It exists. And it was thought up and put out at that time. It is mm-hmm. absolutely mathematically possible. And I, so what the no, hell? I was, I, was, I was just listening to... Um, a podcast so Jeff Bezos did like a long interview with Lex Friedman on his podcast recently it was interesting I made it through about an hour of it but <laughs> I um, made it through an hour <laughs> yeah, no, it's really interesting I made it through an hour no and then I just got and then I got busy and then oh shit ADHD moment what did you what were you just talking about <laughs> uh NASA and fake moon landing <laughs> my point. oh yeah 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 uh, Jeff Bezos. Oh shit! Yeah, he was talking. He's talking about space a lot. Actually, it was it was really interesting. Um, but I forgot entirely what my point was. So I don't know. I but <laughs> I guess now I have to Yay! go listen to that and see what he says about space because yeah, I'll remember it. Oh, he. Well, I can tell you one thing. He said he thinks that eventually we're gonna have space stations that will hold trillions of people. Yeah, I think they're gonna be like like funnel shaped kind of or something or like a like a well getting off earth is the only way for humanity to survive right yeah we have limited resources here yeah yeah limited resources also earth is bye-bye in about four billion years so oh i remember i remembered i was gonna say yay okay (laughs) he was talking about when we went to the moon actually on that podcast and he was saying that in his opinion we did it too soon. We were ahead of our time, but there was this pressure to get there. The Soviets and like there was this public pressure, like, yeah, yeah, we got to get to the moon. We got to get to the moon. And so they just because humans are amazing, you know, and so they did it. They engineered this thing that made it to the moon, theoretically, you know, but now, na- but nowadays people are like, well, it's been so long. Why can't we just go again? But it's like these parts aren't even made anymore. We yeah. would have to like just basically redesign it from scratch. Right. And, and there's not as much of a push to do it as there was back then. And so I, I think I thought that was an interesting thing to say, though, that he, he felt like we did it a little ahead of our time, you know? Well, I think we were doing it for the wrong reasons. We were doing it to win. Right. Uh, yeah. And so yeah. once once the Cold mm-hmm. War, War ended, there really wasn't that push to do anything yeah. in space. And so it lost all of its funding. I remember... I remember mm-hmm. my grandpa talking about when they started cutting all the funding to NASA and their projects got smaller and smaller. They started working on more of the satellites, which the satellites is what set up all of our navigation systems. And, you know, yeah. so, you know, yeah, they're it, very valuable, but yeah, yeah. It, it ushered in the whole space race ushered in all the technology that we have now. But I, I don't, it, to me, I have looked into the what the so-called evidence of a fake moon landing so much. I have looked into this so much and I can just explain away every single thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Like I we went to the moon guys and I'm I, that that is a hill I'm going to die on. We did an episode about hollow moon, but not the moon landing. Oh, so no. We, we, yeah. we touched on it though. Yes. We did yeah, touch on them on one of the the foundational misunderstandings that created and that conspiracy. Sure there are so many podcasts that have talked about the mood landing. Yeah. You don't need to bust that. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't just don't step on my space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the <laughs> space is my baby. That's right. That's right. But yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, we'll see. See, I, I already forgot the title of this movie again. Leave the world behind. Yeah, you got it. it. You got yeah. it. Okay, I called it "Watch the World Burn," and uh, like I, I <laughs> that's what it, it's stuck yeah. in my head as. And this morning when I was talking to my husband, I'm like, "Yeah, watch the world burn," and uh, yeah. like you know, it to me, it's just "Watch the world burn." Doesn't that make so much mm-hmm. more sense? Yeah. Yo, yeah. she just yeah, at the end of the movie, little bitch yeah. just goes into a bunker. Mm-hmm. First of all, where are the people who built this bunker? If you build a bunker, don't yeah. you know that something's coming and why wouldn't you be there? But Second, weird. friends? Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Of all the shows. You know there's a conspiracy theory that once all the actors from Friends die, it's a signal that it's the apocalypse. there okay so Matthew Perry was the first (laughs) no shit there was a conspiracist out there like I I very briefly read through conspiracy uh, another conspiracy theory about this same movie that connected all this stuff we've been talking about plus Matthew Perry's death and um the whole friends element of this whole thing but friends yeah. was part of like it this was mentioned in the book so this wasn't like part oh. of the obama's suggestions or something so but people Unless are like he helped write the book we just don't know oh, yeah God, Ellen. <laughs> doubtful <laughs> you can bet that guy would demand royalties and and demand yeah. his name be on there somewhere uh, no he's a humble, like, he's a humble dude so maybe the conspiracy is that because Obama is a cool dude, maybe he's trying to tell people, like, be prepared because this could happen to you. Oh, shit, or this will happen to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you, you know, know what? I care about people. Let's make a movie. Yeah. I really, really like people's optimism surrounding the Obamas and how neat they are as people. <laughs> I really like this is the most wholesome part of this whole fucking story is that people are like, oh, yeah, the Obamas would totally just, you know, make a fictional story to warn everybody because that's how stand up of their that's just how stand up they are for humanity. Like, you know. That's I think that's the most heartwarming part of this whole mm-hmm. thing is a whole bunch of people backhandedly coming to the consensus that the Obamas are really looking out for us <laughs> <laughs> after all this time. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of people that thought Barack Obama was the Antichrist. I think Trump is the Antichrist, so. Which oh, is yeah. hilarious. Oh, gosh, that would make sense. We need sense. to talk about that sometime because I sent you guys a website, right? <laughs> That had like 15 yeah, reasons why. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was convinced after I read that. I was yeah. absolutely convinced. I was like, it? <laughs> but it, you know, good news. It says in Revelation that the courts will bring him to justice. So, boom. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have to believe. I would have to believe in the in the end times to and the Antichrist to actually really yeah. make that comment, mm-hmm. which don't. Uh, you know. But. I look yeah. at it as a fan, a fanciful story, but Theoret- it's good news. Yeah. Theoretically, if it's true, then it's good news, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and the Epstein, the whole Epstein oh, list thing. Yes. Oh, dropping, yeah. like, it's dropping in January were also, So people were thinking. It's going to be fucking lit, you guys. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> and you know what? So- this is the last episode of the year. 
You're right. So I have got to tell you guys. So I found a different Reddit rabbit hole that Uh is it's talking about this movie too. Oh my god! And it says, "Who wants to bet we get a massive cyber attack like that Netflix movie, the one that we're talking about, (laughs) right before the Epstein names drop?" (gasps) Oh, wouldn't that be brilliant? No, that would be hilarious. Oh my god, (laughs) if it happens on New Year's Eve, I'm flying home that night, so it better not happen. (laughs) Oh, you'd be like, remember the airplane Uh scene? Yes, I fucking remember the airplane scene. God, see, the weird thing is, like, that day, the airplane scene was like Annette thought that the deer was the most outrageous and nonsensical part of the movie, it was too. I thought the airplane scene was actually, that was it for me. Because it's like, you notice this little silvery or golden watch in the sand, but not all of the bodies everywhere. Like, come on, really? No, it wasn't even that. It was that all of the airplanes, if all communications cut out, it doesn't take away manual control. And pilots are taught how to fucking fly an airplane. Well, yeah, they, they are. Imply- I thought they were implying there was some other kind of attack that went on too. It was like microwaves or something, or I don't know, something to disable the airplanes. Like an EMP. Yeah, 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 something like then that. Then why did know. their lights still work? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. See, this this yeah. is the thing is that detail they missed. <laughs> yeah, an EMP would have completely fried all electronics. Yeah, not just yeah. the internet not just satellites and and you'd have to have a, a hell of an emp Dude, to do that, that worldwide tough. all over the place like what do you know how bad do you know how bad that would suck i mean we are so fucking we are fucking on the peak of technology we are so reliant oh yeah on yeah but like for the world i think what function. i don't What's what's also kind of crazy about this, and and maybe I just don't know how satellites work. So I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, say no this and see work, what yeah. happens. Right, yeah. I'm just gonna drop this turd and see if it's hot. Um, yeah. <laughs> Waiting. So, yep. So as I was watching, it occurred to me that if all the satellites were disabled. Wouldn't that affect internet across the world, meaning it would be an attack on the world and not just on the United States as everybody started to think more progressively toward the end? But all internet would have to be connected by satellite and it's just not. No, it's not. Mm. I mean, that was obviously a different sort of element (laughs) in this because it didn't happen all at the same time. It happened in tiers, right? So first it was... um, what was first it was like wasn't it the cell phones first and then it was the internet mm-hmm. or wi-fi and like yeah. internet and then mm-hmm. you know it was acting up and then other stuff got shut down later and and then all of a sudden the planes started happening so it wasn't like it was all from the same source it had to have been a multi-step thing it just wasn't elaborated on and so to anybody who's watching that doesn't really know how this stuff works it's like wow why is all this stuff you know, just quitting all of a sudden. It's very mysterious. And if um, it was hackers, wouldn't they have be, be putting their own systems at risk as well? They would. Yeah, I mean, you would think, right? Maybe they're anarchists or nihilists and they just don't yeah. care. It's possible they could they just not give a shit burn. about But then yeah. why were there, then what was controlling the drones that were flying and dropping 
leaflets. Yeah. yeah, see, they they gave us a few breadcrumbs and then they didn't follow up. I was getting excited, like, oh, what country is that? We're gonna learn more. Nope. I no. was hoping it wasn't. I like when I saw the red. I was hoping yeah. it wasn't leaflets. I was hoping it was a disease or something like bioterrorism. I know. Uh, like I was thinking it was a gas, yeah. and then and then yeah. I'm like, wait, that's pieces of paper. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was really disappointed. They wanted us to think it was a gas at first. I think. Yeah, I was really uh, disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Like they just they didn't deliver this. This would have been so great as a mini series. Oh, it would have been because there's so mm-hmm. many, like there were so many things at play so here. And we could have like, done a whole episode. They could have done a whole hour on just him going into town, you know, for that when he. Oh yeah, a, and like the chaos great, he would have found. That was found. a great scene actually, where that woman is speaking in Spanish and mm-hmm. he can't understand her, and it's like, oh god, the emotion in that scene was really it was. It was oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that was so, a very emotional scene, and mm-hmm. like. And it was, and like the tension was as high as yeah. it possibly could have gotten for what oh, the scene was. Yeah, I was like, "What is she saying? I wish I could understand what she was saying." Yeah, yeah like, and so many, so many people. I mean, how stupid is this? We live in a country where, mm-hmm. like, so many people speak Spanish here. So many. They're like, I have a whole wing of my family that speaks Spanish and I struggle to communicate with. And yet I didn't understand what that woman's saying, because guess what? Lazy American. Like, you know, (laughs) I'm just, it kind of like, this is kind of what blows me away sometimes about American culture that I am actively a part of, uh, (laughs) that like, you know, we know that there are people who speak other languages here, and we know which ones are the most common ones. And do we bother to learn them? No, we just want everyone to learn English, which is a mm-hmm. ridiculous idea because English is literally the hardest language to learn in the entire world because of how many different languages were compiled together to create it in the first place. And I also wonder- the fact that we have rules and then more rules, but some things don't have rules. Like you just have to oh, memorize God. them. Like, yeah, you know, I, it's I, just... I'm so glad I didn't have to learn English. Annette teaches English. So she knows all about that. But, but yeah, I was wondering like about the meaning of that scene. Is it to show that, you know, there will always be people in need that you won't be able to communicate with. And so, you know, you just, this, this is something that could happen to you, you know, I don't know. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it. I think I, it. It's. I, I, I don't know. I felt a very strong pull toward the idea of factions. You know, within our society, like oh, rich versus yeah. poor, mm-hmm. black versus I'm white, Spanish versus. I disagree. You know, what, like it's just. I yeah. what I took from that scene was <laughs> like I, what I took from that scene is your base human instincts kick in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely a part of yeah, it, too. Like, it absolutely is. Because, like, the fear of this person, because you don't know what they're saying, right? They could be saying anything to you. Yeah, and maybe yeah. your country is under attack and you can't oh, understand God. this one person and they're very emotional and they're like beating on your car window. Yeah. Are you going to get out of the car and help them? Are you going to try to follow them and see where they take you? Are you going to mm-hmm. let them in the car? Or are you just going to drive off and not take the chance? Like, yeah, see, I, your brain is just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And so you take off, yeah. you run, you flee. Yeah. And I think, yeah. Yeah. Like- yeah. I didn't, I didn't see anything into it with uh, like, 
you know, se- uh, separations of uh, diversity. I what I saw in that was like mm-hmm. you, you, you don't know what's happening, and your base instincts just kick in, and mm-hmm. you're a slave mm-hmm. to your base instincts. Because even after he was like, "Yeah, I want, I should have helped her. I could have helped her," yeah. but like, but it's like, yeah, but you are a slave regret. to your human programming and your survival. That must be why we don't have free will because of our basic. <laughs> like there right you there. go. He had no um, That's what his body made him do. Yeah. yeah. I guess I should have clarified my earlier comment though. Cause I was kind of seeing the, the uh, theme of factions like throughout the movie, not just yeah, in that scene. That I was agree. one of them that added to it. Uh, but yeah. It overall. Yeah. 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 Overall it, it added to a bigger picture basically. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Just showing the the privilege that that family has, and versus the people. Well, the privilege was interesting. Yeah, that was an I interesting thought part. that the because they constructed privilege as we know it with you know whiteness being your classical privilege, right? And mm-hmm. you know, but then they turned it on its head when the black family was yeah. more wealthy than mm-hmm. the white family. They are, you know, and they own okay. the house that this pe- these they, people rented. Yeah, they own the house, but still, they couldn't sleep in their own beds. That exactly. was up. I know. It I know. was like I, I mean, the family should have just probably left that night. I think. Yeah. You know. Right. Like. Yeah. <clears throat> but of course they didn't because then you wouldn't have a story. Right. Right. So. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. It was fucked. Yeah. yeah. They can't. They can't leave. This story's not done yet. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, but. So yeah, there were a lot of messages in that movie, but was it propaganda? No. Was it just Obama liked the story a lot and thought, hmm, I should get involved and help produce this. Yeah, I think he liked the story. He's an avid reader. We know that about Barack Obama. He loves books and he loves a good story. So it's not really surprising that he would take that on. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, I don't think that it's, uh, you know, suggestive programming. Or anything like that. Yeah. I think that, or predictive programming. Oh, I yeah, think that saying. it was, if it was going to be any conspiracy, it would be a warning. Be prepared. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, mm-hmm. this could happen. Yeah, but well, I, don't I don't think even it's know even about the whole that. be prepared part either, because you know, like you guys were talking about the big huge bunker at the end, where you know the. And ha- the owners of that house were not there. So presumably they're dead, right? Or they can't get back to their house because of the catastrophe. So, you know, on some level, they're, they're, what, they're, what that says is no matter how prepared you are, you can have yeah. your shelf stocked. You can have your own private bunker. And guess what? Maybe you're, you're not going to be in the right place. Fucked. You're still yeah. You're still fucking yep. fucked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. Your your bridge could crumble on your way home. You just your airplane exactly. could crash. You're... You have no idea what could happen to you because nobody can predict the future. Not even the people who are in the know and their evil little cabal can predict <laughs> the future. That's why they had to pull their money out at the last minute and then hop a private jet to wherever. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. none of this is coordinated otherwise they would have been there for years right like these people would have been set up and most people would already be set up if it were so predictable mm-hmm. i still think that if there is a cabal if there is a secret organization 
we we don't know who any of these people are. They're not celebrities. They're 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 people that are unknown, and they because they want to remain unknown. That's just my theory. Right. Okay, ladies. Yeah. Let's give our final rating. What <laughs> at, on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate this movie? Well, and how would you rate this conspiracy theory? Go. <laughs> Well, the, the conspiracy, I think, is like a nine. I really like it. Uh, the movie, <laughs> four or five. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good, solid ratings. Before my ratings, I'm just for, just for your, like, Ellen and Annette's amusement, I found an amazing quote inside of one of the bowels of Reddit talking about this movie. And they were talking about how the characters behaved. And the quote is, they had the situational awareness of sick turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's so, amazing. And yes. in some places, the characters really did. But the thing is, regular yep. human beings aren't on top of their game at all peri- at all points in time turkeys. either. So most people are sick. Sick turkeys, turkeys though. Wow. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> That's so good. my rating as a conspiracy, I you know, it's juicy. I like it. It has all the makings of intrigue. It's very entertaining. But, you know, so like, you know, I'm going to say seven or eight out of ten on the conspiracy because I've heard better ones. I like the Anunnaki or the Anunnaki better, like yeah. the Anunnaki conspiracy. That's a is, solid ten. Woo, that's a solid mm-hmm. ten out of ten. Like <laughs> That's that's a good one. But like this one's just it's a seven or eight. It's It's pretty good. Um, yeah, the actual, the movie itself, I mean, I appreciated a lot of it, but there were also some serious pitfalls to the movie. Like there were some places where it could have been improved. Um, so just with the fact that it wasn't made into a series alone gets it a six out of 10, (laughs) like it would have been so much better. I, I did enjoy it though. Like I enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. I was I felt like some of it was a little bit too pointed and leading, but that's also because I, you know, I notice a lot of things about stories because that's what I, I studied that. and I, that's what I do. Yeah. Yep. Like okay. so what about, you, what about you, Nettie? Yeah. Uh conspiracy, I give it a six point five out of ten. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it was entertainment and Definitely, at least it's a conspiracy. Like sometimes on the conspiracy Reddit, you know, it's a whole lot of ideas without a conspiracy. This actually legit had a a conspiracy to it. So I give it a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, it's very precise. And uh, for the (laughs) overall movie, I I give it a 1.5 out of 10. I thought it sucked. And like, (laughs) I hated the characters. I hated the story. I hated everything about it, basically. I just looked at it. Like I said, the first half of it was very entertaining. But they just totally fucked me up the ass on the second half. And I didn't like it. So, you know. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I'm not sure how you would even end a movie like this. Like that that's one of the things like (laughs) my son was sitting with me during part part of the movie and got invested in it, you know, toward the end and was like, Why'd they end it like that? And I'm like, Well, 
I mean, things are irrevocably changed and life as we know it wouldn't exist at this point. So how on earth could they have ended this? You yeah, know, it would, it would have it, to be a TV show if they were going to go on, you know, you yeah. don't have enough time in a movie. It's a short yeah. medium in some ways to tell a big story. Right. Yeah. You just got to end it. They, if they had ended it with that being a nuclear bomb mm. and oh. it hitting towards the two ladies on the hill and then yeah. you don't even know what happened to the guys did did the medicine fix the boy's teeth you don't know no, no yeah. nothing but ending it with the girl shutting the bunker door behind her and watching mm. friends Ooh. see that would have been a good ending that would have been a better end see yeah. and i am a writer guys, you never listen yeah. anyway like <laughs> I mean, she definitely felt like, like, you know, she wasn't being listened to and everything. So I get why she'd wander off and like want to do yeah. her own thing and all that. Yeah, like that laugh. seemed on, on in character for her, but you know, just, mm-hmm. I don't know. The, that's, that's the ending was alpha. just kind of like, and then alpha we're ending alpha. it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they're honey badgers. They're going to do what they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honey badgers. Mm-hmm. Gen alpha honey badgers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we should wrap this up though. Yeah, true. We should. So if you guys want to watch the movie that has sparked the debate of ages here, um, it's on Netflix. (laughs) Yeah, it might be on other streaming platforms, too, to be fair. So if you hate Netflix Netflix. and want Netflix to go under, then try to find it somewhere else. You got to go on on a pirate site, I think, otherwise. I think it's just on Netflix special oh is it only okay i didn't Mm -hmm. i didn't know where it was but yeah so oh excuse me i'm just gonna yawn now i don't know why anyway (laughs) i guess it's guess it's getting too late for my grandma ass over here um Mm -hmm. but yeah so this movie there were a lot of points of intrigue there it tried to accomplish a lot and you know they even got barack and michelle obama involved in this and, you know, to try to make it more amazing and, and do the topic more justice, which, you know, I can see <laughs> how that, like, I don't know, I could see the involvement. Like, there was just, there were a lot of layers to this one that didn't really get fully explored, I think. And that's a lot of people's main gripe with it is that all the layers didn't get properly explored. But, you know, it's still worth a watch, in my opinion. Two out of three of us would disagree. <laughs> I think it's worth a watch just in case, just in case it is a message and it is. A oh, in case it is a message. You yes. Know? So yeah. if you guys believe that do. this could be a message that the Obamas are such stand up mm-hmm. people that they would try to warn us through fiction because they are bound by oath of office and all that, not to, you know, give us details about what's really going to happen then go ahead and watch it and, you know, prepare yourself as much as you feel like preparing yourself. If you just find this entertaining, go on to Reddit and start searching this up because you're going to find a whole rabbit hole. There is just, wow, there's a lot under there and there's a lot of crazy to go with it. So um, it was fun. This was a fun topic. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time when we dredge up some other horrible butthole of the internet. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Bye. Bye.